Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, if you're just joining us, I want you to go back to FrontierFreedomRadio.com, download the podcast, get a chance to listen to the conversation that we've been having uh, with Representative Stephanie Luck, a real uh, a Christian stateswoman, uh, and, and really exemplifies that very, very well. Um, she's poised, she's thoughtful, she's charitable, she's gracious, uh, a, a real influence on our students. We had her speak recently at the Centennial Institute Christmas party where she received the John K. Andrews Award. And then Jamie and I were having lunch with our students yesterday talking about her speech and uh, the impact she had on uh, on our female students who work at the Centennial Institute, I think was inspiring, right? Is it, do you get that sense, Jamie? Absolutely. I think they all want to grow up to be like Representative Luck. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter kind of said the same thing too. Um, and Representative Luck, who's on the line with us, congratulations. She just recently got married and uh, just came back from her honeymoon. So she's building her family and that's exciting as well. Uh, and we talked just previously about how she kind of got voluntold into politics. The Lord just kind of uh, it, it launched her into an election loss. So, right, uh, you, it, it hasn't all been easy the minute that the Lord called you into public service. And then, but you persevered. Uh, Representative Luck, explain how you felt called. You weren't successful in your first race, at least winning the race, but I think you probably learned some th- stuff. And now you're a state representative down at the state capitol. Yes, that's right. So in 2018, I ran for state senate. I didn't make it out of the primary, but I did learn a lot. Uh, At that point, I was new to my particular political party. I had been unaffiliated up until then and really knew nothing of of the ways of politics. I knew a lot about policy and um, governance, but but politics is its own beast. (laughs) So I learned a lot in 2018, just going door to door, talking to people and you know, networking them. There's so many folks, like I was saying in the previous segment, there's so many people who feel isolated and alone and feel like they're the only ones who see the world the way that they're seeing it. And they grow in apathy and indifference as a result. And, and just having those conversations at the door and most of the time in the kitchen, I was able to connect people and say, hey, you know, John down the street or three blocks over, he feels the same way you do. And they were, you know, they, they connected a lot of them. And, and we saw an, an uptick and the amount of community activity in that season. But I did. I lost in June of 2018. And then I was roped into, speaking in cowboy terms, roped into (laughs) teaching at a charter school for a year. I taught sixth grade. It's one of those things I said I would never do. So again, for your listeners, never tell the Lord you're never going to do something, because I think he pulls out the book he wrote for you in his library, and he adds in a chapter, um, whatever that was. But... Um, So I taught sixth grade for a year, and that not only gave me increased skills to be able to connect with people and and to be a good representative, to hear people well, to understand where they're coming from, and and also to understand the games that are played, because uh, many of the games that are played at the legislature are just a little bit more sophisticated than the ones they saw in the classroom. But (laughs) it also gave me an understanding of why I was fighting. Um, You know, when I have students come in in tears because their parents are are getting divorced or they're they're suffering from the brokenness of the policies that are being passed at the legislative level you know it it just 
infused me with the courage necessary, with the passion necessary to say, no, I'm going to stand in the gap for them. When they get older and they say, where were you during this critical juncture? I will say and be able to say I did everything I could uh, to promote life and to promote liberty and to promote the flourishing that I was given by the generation before so that I could pass it off to you. And so that was that was critical. And so I don't see the, the 2018 loss as a loss. I see it as a preparing ground. And and then, yes, in 2020, I ran, I ran in one of the most hotly contested races in the state against the incumbent of the other party, um, was outset candidate to candidate, seven to one. There were millions of dollars that were poured into this race. Even people on my own side of the aisle endorsed my opponent because they thought that there was no hope for me um, and in part because I wasn't doing it the normal way I didn't campaign the normal way hmm. I just asked the Lord how do you want me to do this and he gave me a new strategy and that's what I employed much to the chagrin of many on my side um, until until the numbers came in and I was successful in all three <laughs> of my counties which was all but unheard of up till then so um, in just just faithfully walking out and trusting that the Lord will make up the difference is kind of the summary of my story. And I do, again, just cannot impress enough. There's so much hope, so much hope in an instant, right? If you look at Nehemiah, those walls that in Jerusalem had been destroyed and had laid there for, for decades. And yet in 52 days, only really a handful of the people in that city were able to rebuild them. And I think the same holds true for us today. We seek the Lord, we have a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other, and we do it the way He wants us to do, and we can rebuild this civilization in short order. I just, I believe that was all of it. I appreciate the hope that Representative Stephanie courage luck provides for us because things in our culture are changing. It's not just that they ignore Christian conservative values. It's not that they mock Christian conservative values. It is, I think there's a vitriol, at least that's that's what I'm seeing out there, as we've kind of shifted away from classical liberalism into kind of a neo-Marxism that, that uh, is based in critical theory and pits groups of people against each other and says one's the oppressor, one's the oppressed, and that therefore opens the door for you to be able to basically do whatever you want if you want to hate your oppressor, you can hate your oppressor. There's no real restrictions on that. And so uh, we're, we're seeing a growing vitriol, especially towards the Christian conservative worldview, and it's because Christian conservatives make up a sizable population. I think they hate all people of religion, deeply held religious values. It's just that we happen to be a, a bigger voice than other people, so we, we're kind of at the, the front end of the line there. But um, it's good to hear hope, and I think we need to band together uh, a little bit. You know, we're kind of in the wilderness right now, and uh, being together and supporting each other and encouraging each other is really important. But Representative Luck, you've got a legislative session coming up in in uh, about a month, uh, what do you expect? How do you impact from a Christian conservative worldview a legislative accession where that worldview is uh, near a uh, super minority <laughs> in the state legislature? You just be faithful. You know, you, you just continue to till the ground and you continue to to have those conversations and and pray and believe that people will will hear and that the seeds that you plant will bear fruit 
you know, we we live in an instant gratification world. We live in a in a world where we think if we put together these plans and we implement them, then we will be successful. That's not how it is when you're dealing with other people. <laughs> there, there are many other factors there. And so we just have to have the long view. We have to just know that no matter what, we are building something of value, which reminds me of the story of the cathedral builder. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but there was a man who was walking down the road and he came upon a rock quarry. And he finds this gentleman out there pounding away at the rocks. And he says to him, what are you doing? And the man indignant looks at him and, and disgruntled to just complain. What do you think I'm doing? I'm you know, breaking my back in this hot summer day and just complains. And the guy quickly walks away from him into the next worker and says, what are you doing? And he said, oh, you know, I'm here and I'm making a life for my family. I'm, I'm working in order to, to pave the way for my kids to go to school and to have better than I did. And, and the guy says, well, thank you. And he, and he walks to the third gentleman. He says, what are you doing? And the guy looks up this, at the sky as if off into the distance, and he says, I'm building a cathedral. Mm. And I think that's what we have to keep in mind. Mm. In the day in, day out, sometimes it feels like we're just breaking our backs, doing something that has no value. And other times we convince ourselves that what we're doing is, is just helping our own family or providing and putting in a good day's work. But really, the thing that is lasting is when we remember that we are building a cathedral. We are building into the eternal. We are joining with those saints of old in order to build God's kingdom here, uh, which is, is good in every single measure. We've been talking today with Representative Stephanie Courage Luck, elected now to House District 60, which encompasses all of Custer, Fremont, and Teller counties, as well as portions of Chaffee County. And Pueblo counties. I was a river guide in Chaffee County all through college. I enjoyed that. Uh, she was the winner of the John K. Andrews Award for Colorado Leadership and Fidelity to Biblical and Conservative Principles. We're going to be publishing her speech in an upcoming Centennial Review, so check that out. Representative Luck, thanks so much for joining us today. How can people follow you personally, get a little encouragement, maybe uh, follow you on Twitter? Oh, I wish that were possible. Um so, you know, one must prioritize one's life, and communication out into the world is a great struggle for me. Uh, so right now, there's not really a good way for that, unfortunately, though it is on the to-do list to to be better at communicating these truths to a wider audience. I, I prefer, like I said, the town halls, the one-to-ones, the, the in-person events. I think that we miss a lot when we, when we interface through technology. Um, so... Well, you can go to her website, which is stephanieluck.org. Uh, she is a builder, vision, has hard work, character, competence, and then I love at the bottom of your website, tenacity, which we need. Uh, she's got her email there and her phone number if you're in her district. I'm sure she'd love to connect with you. Representative Luck, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for hosting, and, and thanks for that distinguished honor, which, again, as I said the other night, is a corporate honor for all of those who stand in defense of life. That's right. Friends, you've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. You can get all of the podcasts by going to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. Connect with the Centennial Institute by going to Centennial.ccu.edu. And... Get a degree at CCU. Join our community. Be a part of what we're doing and support us. Go to ccu.edu. It's a wonderful institution, much needed in this state. Friends, it's been wonderful to be with you. Thank you to Michael Deadshot Arpaio, Jamie Urker, the Mighty One. This is Jeff Hunt 
The Wagon Boss. We'll see you next week. God bless you, and yeehaw.